I am not an easy man to work for. While directing Hats Off to Hanukkah, I reduced more than one cast member to tears. Did I expect too much from fourth graders? The review, play enjoyed by all, speaks for itself. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. Long before the Superdome, where the Saints of football play, lived a city that the damned call home, hear their hellish rondelay. New Orleans, home of pirates, trucks, and boys, New Orleans. And here we are. That quote, of course, was from uh, Llewellyn Sinclair, director. Hello, I am Llewellyn Sinclair, <laughs> director of Streetcar, a musical. Oh, Streetcar. Oh, Streetcar. Yes. Yes. A musical, and um, that's from, of course, the episode of Streetcar Named Marge, one of two episodes we will be talking about today on Two Bad Neighbors. My name is Greg. My name's Alan. And the other episode we're going to be talking about is Camp Krusty. But before we do that, before we do anything, Alan? Yes, Greg. How have you been? Just just Andy. Yeah, so it hasn't been very long, so we don't no. have to do this very, very much. No. I've been working a lot. Good. Thanks for asking. I, well, you didn't give me a chance now, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't. I thought we were still on me. Um, well, you said not a lot, so I took that as a sign. Yeah, I've been working also. Good. And watching a lot of movies. Oh, yeah. I saw you um, You watched uh, Charlie Kaufman's new movie. Anomalisa. That's right. It's good. Not great. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> um, I found out after I saw it that it's, uh, it's based on a uh, play first of all, that Charlie Kaufman wrote. And uh, originally... Plays are garbage. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Originally, the script was about 40 minutes long, and it was pitched as a a short. And they expanded on it to make it a full 80 minutes. Um, I think, for me, I would have enjoyed it a lot more if it was even longer. I think there's a lot of stuff they touched on that they didn't really give its due to. Um, But the performances are great. Uh, The animation is beautiful. And uh, a lot of great stuff to think about. And there's a, a delightful sequence in the middle of the movie that is, uh, the more I think about it, one of the funniest things I've seen in film in a long time. So Who's in it? Uh, it is David Thewlis, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee, and Tom Noonan. She's had a good year. Yes, she has. Tom Noonan, the new Spider-Man? Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty great, though, if Tom Noonan played Spider-Man. Well, I tried. Right. Anyway, we have a guest today. Yes, we do. And that guest's name is James Avramenko. How are you doing? Doing great. Doing real good. Am I pronouncing that right? Avramenko, yeah. All right, fantastic. It uh, sounded a little different when you said it, so I think that, no, he was not pronouncing it correctly. I, I muttered it a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You have to really lazy up your mouth. Avramenko. 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 <laughs> I'm just going to call you James. How's there that sound? Go. There you go. <laughs> well, no, we, gotta, we can't do that. Why? We're gonna call him. We're gonna call you James too. Deal. <laughs> How about Jimmy? Does anyone ever call you Jimmy? Oh yeah, all the time. What about J Spot? How's, Never. How's that sound? Deal. <laughs> all right, J Spot. So <laughs> we like to do a little sequence here on Two Bad Neighbors with our new guest, which mm-hmm. uh, this is a new guest. Of course, you are absolutely a new guest. 
Uh, we like to call this sequence, or segment, rather. What's your story? So, James, what's your story when it comes to The Simpsons? Uh, what's your history with The Simpsons? How, do you, how far back do you go? What is your favorite episode? You know, all that sure. sort of crap. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it goes back basically as far as I can remember, really. I remember growing up. Uh, funny enough, I, I grew up, like, just on the other side of, of Kofut, or, yeah, Kofut, mm-hmm. uh in Silver Springs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah, I was watching it from a little, little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, the ones we watched tonight, actually, uh, I remember really vividly, you know, what watching when I was, you know, six, seven years old. Those ones stick with you. Oh, yeah. Like, that dude. whole sequence, you know, I don't want to jump ahead too much, but, like, that whole sequence of the dark gun and her with the hanger... And like, oh, yeah, the Maggie over. escaping. Like, that's yeah. like, that was like a visceral memory for mm-hmm. me, right? You know, yeah. you know, you even said, oh, that's awesome. Well, I it's the music it. motif that they got from yeah. Great Escape, right? It's right? the it's the best. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk more about it. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we will. Yeah. Um, no. No? That's it. I refuse. That was it? That was, that was <laughs> it? We've met our Podcast quota. <laughs> wow, that was... <laughs> we set than, a record. Less than five minutes. Excellent. Well, thanks, James, for coming out. Deal. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Uh, no, uh, what, would your, uh, what would you say the, the primary way that you watched The, uh, the Simpsons was? Uh, reruns. Reruns? Yeah, definitely reruns. You know, after dinner, we'd, we'd uh, just sit around watching TV before we had to go to sleep or whatever it was going to be, right? Mm-hmm. And... Um, and yeah, um, and it was on all the time. It felt like, like I haven't had cable since I, basically since I moved out of home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was uh, like ten years ago. So, <laughs> so I haven't really, I haven't even really watched The Simpsons since then. Since then, you know, never uh, DVDs or anything. No, oh wow, well. no, never, no. I um, I uh, I download, I steal, I steal my movies. Oh, oh I wouldn't yeah. say that. A lot of people listen to this podcast, including the, the FCC and the FCC. Yeah. Steal your the music, FBI. kids. <laughs> <laughs> One of our sponsors, by the way, is Flowers by Ar- Irene. Um, <laughs> steal flowers, kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good. Um, but yeah, no, reruns. Do you have a favorite episode, would you say? Uh, I mean, the one that always comes to mind is uh, the Pile of Sugar. Episode. Oh, yeah. um, I always remember the, the two were, guys. That's the B story in that episode. Yes, that's we'll be, a, yeah. We, I, I well, was, well, literally, the, literally the B story, yeah. as, but as well as the uh, B like, plot. B plot. Yes. Yeah, like, yeah. the subplot. Yeah, not the A plot. Yeah, uh, I can't remember I, what it the, is. What's I can never one? remember what it is. Well, with, it, with the beekeepers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just is. always that's that's the little uh, uh, you know di- um, dialogue that I always remember is the two of them going. You know, do you hear that? Well, I hear nothing. It's like the Adam West and uh, other guy, <laughs> other guy, Burt Ward. Yeah, Burt Ward. Burt Ward. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever the other one was. No bees or no noise. Uh, Lisa's rival. Lisa's rival. Yeah. Oh, that's is that the I same have a ball. episode? Yeah. Perhaps you would like to bounce it. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. That's the one with like the, with the Allison dia- Taylor and with the dioramas and everything. That yep. was the same. Yeah, episode. the diorama rama. Oh, like God, that's, that's the best episode ever made. <laughs> that's why the Simpsons can stick with you. That's why the Simpsons has staying power. Seriously. Is because the episodes are dense, even oh. the B plots. The subplots are usually very, very, very funny that they could fuel an episode of their own of a lesser television show looking at you, Family Guy. Um, (laughs) I was actually having a conversation about this today as why Family Guy, which is an obvious modern parallel to The Simpsons, um, doesn't have the staying power of The Simpsons. 
And why is that? What did you discover in your research? Well, uh, it wasn't much research. It was just a discussion. But I think it's just because it's um, not Family Guy is not made to last. It's meant to be disposable. Yeah. Right? It's made to be surface-level jokes, surface-level level gags. Don't read any more into it. And you get what you get out of it and on the first watch. And there's nothing left to discover mm-hmm. in an I episode that, of Family Guy. I think that has some validity, though. I mean, I definitely am entertained by fa- Family Guy. I'll put it on Netflix and just have it kind of running in the background when I'm doing stuff because it's yep. uh, it's an easy, you know, tune in. And yeah, you got a lot of shows off, like right? that yeah. that I just enjoy watching for no reason other than it's just a uh, flash in the pan kind of thing. Just quiet the voices. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading my reading my memoirs. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah, that's a great episode though. Lisa's Rival. It's one that. Um, like I said, obviously we I forgot had the sugar plot, but I love that plot. So <laughs> the, the, the British guys. Oh yeah, hello. <laughs> I nicked it. <laughs> Your back was turned, and I do it again. <laughs> um, great. Well, uh, thanks for telling us your story. Um, You're welcome. Absolutely. And uh, I suppose we can just dive right in. I would love that. I know you would. These we've been um, we've been waiting. We've been working hard to get to this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we've been, uh, we've even done a whole preview episode. Yes. Teasing season four. And we're finally here. And uh, so far it has not disappointed. Uh, <laughs> two episodes in, two home runs. Great. <laughs> Top notch. Yeah. 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 Nailed it. That's, that was my two cents on the matter. Oh, good. Yeah. That's it? Okay. That's all I have. <laughs> That's all you have to say about That's these. That's all I have on Camp Crusty. All Krusty these podcasts in the Golden Age are going to be very short. So it's just be like, very good episode. <laughs> Excellent, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Moving yeah. on. Yeah. Um, no, as as far as Camp Krusty goes, I was always, uh, this was this was the one that, that stuck with me extremely well through uh, middle school, mostly, just because this is what I felt like at the opening dream sequence yep. mm-hmm. is essentially what I felt like at the end of um, every year, every single year. Yeah. yeah. In middle school where it's just like, let's trash this dump. <laughs> <Woo!" laughs> yeah. Did you ever go to summer camp? I, <laughs> I did. I went to one summer camp in my entire life and it was horseback riding camp. You went to only one camp, as in like the same camp over and over? Or only no, one just summer? once. <laughs> just one day. One week. One hour. You went one, for an hour and left. One week. One week, okay. Of camp. And it was and horseback it was riding? horseback riding. Jesus. Yeah. So you're a master horsebacksman now. No. Is that what they call them? No, it was... Um, horsebacksman. They call them horsesmiths. Horsesmiths, yes. <laughs> yeah. What about you, James? You ever gone uh, to summer camp? I didn't go to summer camp, but I went to uh, my elementary school. Had like a a week camp where we all had to go. Well, that's like another. That's just another week of school, basically. Yeah, that's like, like it was class. just at the school. No, it was oh. in. It was at a campground. <laughs> it, or, or it was at like a, they just was, held you back right, for school, right, man. Exactly. That's all that yeah, was. They that's, just, they just made your parents to told school, you it was camp, right? but yeah, it was yeah. just. You, was, you needed it was to just stay. me and the janitor. It was kind of <laughs> weird, you know. I was alone. He was very nice to me, though. You know, he pulled yeah. me through the night. Oh, but, that's... Uh, oh god, that got, got dark. Some bad news for you. That wasn't the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, it was like uh, it was our whole class. I think it was about grade five or six. We went to what probably was a summer camp in the summer. <laughs> <laughs> and, Hence uh, the name. Yes. And uh, I got so homesick. 
Aww. And I cried and cried and cried and cried. And I and then my mom wouldn't come pick me up. Because she was having so much fun. She was because like, yeah. you stayed yeah. there. You can't, Just right? like we saw in this episode. Yep. Um, well, yeah. like, uh, this episode does a great job of showing how much parents need a break. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just as much as kids. Yep. yep. I felt so bad for Homer when he lost his hair again. <laughs> oh and immediately gained like 30 Just pounds or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah, it's all Bart's fault. Yeah. What was the what was the other time he uh they they were super excited and having a great time when the kids were away? Was it Duff Gardens? I think it's Duff Gardens. Yeah, it was. When but Homer Homer Cleese cares not for beans. That's the scene I'm thinking of specifically. <laughs> Cuz at first Homer's sick cuz he's the sandwich. Yeah. yeah. And but then once he's better, he's you know, they're watching Erotic Adventures of Hercules or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he puts on a toga, and she's like, she's like, Homer, the beans will burn. He's like, Homer, please, cares not for beans. And then the kids come in, like, oh, hey, kids. That was Duff Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I, the running joke, of course, is that if the kids are away, the parents have the best time. Yeah. That that all also happens in Home Sweet Home Diddly Dum Doodly. <laughs> mm, no. Isn't that the one? Well, I don't know which one you're talking. It's the one where they lose the kids. Yeah, but they but they are not happy about it because <laughs> they get them taken away. No, I know that. I, I know that. Uh, foster but, home, but they're, but, but they're out. Like the kids are gone. The, correct. The kids are gone from the house. And then when they get Is back, that all your... everything goes wrong. No, I don't know what Forget you're thinking it. of. Forget it. You're the worst. All you right. don't know that episode at all. Yes, I do. <laughs> what are you talking about? Home sweet home dumbly diddly doodly. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. All right. Isn't that the one? I don't know what you're doing here. If this is a bit, it's I'm not, not working. Doing a bit. Okay. <laughs> All right, forget it. Let's just talk about the episode. <laughs> I want to get to the heart of this, damn it. No. No, forget it. It makes no sense. It doesn't brought make, it up. It doesn't make for good radio. Okay, fine. <laughs> Turning your mic down. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, can anyone hear me? <laughs> It'd be really weird if, if he actually turned it off and I continued as normal, and so the podcast would be really weird with you can strange just hear gaps. like your well faint <laughs> echo in the background. Yeah, I would. Um, I would love that. That would be great. I know you would. And our listeners would not. Well, we'll see about that. I guarantee it. Email us at the Hammock District on Third at Gmail. Hashtag Alan Yes or hashtag Alan No. Yeah, if you want me to turn Alan's mic down. There you go. <laughs> All right, Cam Krusty. Uh, what's this episode about, Greg? Well, that's a great question, Alan. I have it right here. You can't do it from memory. Uh, I just really like these. Oh, okay. Because um, is this this I, TV guide? TV guide synopsis. Yeah. I think they're so succinct and so brilliant. Okay. I want to know these writers. <laughs> um, the fourth season opener finds Bart and Lisa headed for six fun-filled weeks at Camp Krusty. The brochure having failed to mention counselor thugs, imitation gruel, slave labor, and no Krusty. Oh, that's true. The brochure didn't mention any of those didn't things. Didn't mention any of that. It sums it up perfectly. Yeah. Though. Right? TV Guide? Yeah. Those guys all work for Netflix now. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. There's... Netflix, Netflix has, terrible, has the worst. Terrible log line. They, yeah, yeah, they yeah, do. Yeah. <laughs> they have different, like I've talked about this before, they have different ones for most platforms. Yeah. Right? Like if you're mm. on Apple TV, they have a different log line. Uh, if you're on uh, PS3, they have a different one. I hate the ones at the bottom after the synopsis, and it says, like, looking for an exciting movie? <laughs> Lucky you. You just <laughs> found one. <laughs> you know? Those are the worst. It's like, what, is, what does that mean? Like, what is this about? <laughs> You trying to create like a friendship between us, Netflix? Because it's not going to work. You're a machine. You're a machine, and I don't go in for that sort of thing. <laughs> in fact, that freaks me out a little bit. 
I'm serious. I, yeah. As soon as we start assigning emotions to machines, that's when... The closer we get to the great overthrow of humanity. Exactly. And the, the Wachowskis will the turn out to be right. <laughs> and that's the last thing anyone wants. Mm. for the Wachowskis to be right. Yeah, yeah that's true. Because they're terrible. Yeah. I mean, um, I wouldn't mind some, like, some air rollerblades like Channing Tatum, Tatum has in Jupiter. Oh, yeah. That movie's I mean, great. But they did, like, one and a half good movies. <laughs> I don't know why you do this to me. <laughs> <laughs> we can never just have a discussion. You always have to poke the bear. We had this thing where we did, uh, we, we did, we, we used to like review movies okay. and stuff on our other podcast. Okay. And we did Jupiter Ascending a while back. And uh, I didn't bother. I really liked it. It was good. Did you actually? I did, are though. You just being right? A dick? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, this is what I wrestle with every day I talk <laughs> to him. Like, I feel like, I feel like there's this culture now of like, Contrarian contrarians. Yes, absolutely. They're like, they're like anti-contrarian. It's like, oh, people all hated this movie. I'm going I to like it. Like yeah. it. <laughs> I'm gonna right. force myself to like it. <laughs> I just I don't buy it. I no. mean I didn't see it, so like this is like oh, it's terrible. You know, yeah, okay. No, trust okay. me. No, trust me. <laughs> the thing is I saw Speed Racer. And so I you know, I know the depths that I'm gonna these... I'm gonna run down a couple movies for you right now and just tell me if you've seen them or not. Shoot. Um the current the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Fuck no. <laughs> Greg liked both those movies. Ugh, you're such an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I don't I kind of liked them. I kind of liked them. Yeah. But, you know, that was here's the thing. Okay. Um I like I like talking about this because it I actually, know. you know, gets me to reveal myself as <laughs> as as kind of an idiot, right? Um no, I'm I'm the I know, I know. When I Go saw on. like when I, I I've seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Twice, mm-hmm. um, I saw it in theaters, and then I saw it when it came out on Netflix. Jesus, and gave it money. N- I did, I did. Well, we were. <laughs> to be re- fair, I did as well. Yeah, we were oh. reviewing. But I did it because I really hoped it would be good. We were because I love the turtles, so. and we were reviewing it, so it's a business expense. Um, fair. That's true. <laughs> yes, I write them off on my taxes. One hundred percent. They haven't found out yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, when I go in to see these like um, really overblown movies, like really big spectacle, a lot of the time in theaters, in the moment, I am taken in by the spectacle, sure. right? And I and I become one of the idiot masses. I really liked World War Z. I saw it in theaters. I, I was didn't see that one. so drunk. <laughs> we brought a bottle of wine in with us, and see, it was just us. And so you got drunk group. while you were watching. Oh it? yeah. <laughs> see, I wasn't yeah. drunk at That's all. That was the yeah. thing. So the danger was rising. Yes. You get drunk more and more intense. Yeah. This movie started really boring, but by the end, I was sold. I seriously, that actually happened. You know, like the thing is, in movies, in a, in a theater, as long as it has some uh, entertaining, coherent action in it, and it's not too long, I'll probably enjoy it. But and the we... thing about Spider-Man Two, Amazing Spider-Man Two, is it was way too long, but it had a lot of action in it to mm-hmm. kind of supplant that, and it mm-hmm. also had two very charismatic leads in sure. Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone. So in the moment, I was one hundred percent. Taken in by it, I kind of liked it. Right. I watched it again on iTunes, and it does not hold up. It is a garbage <laughs> movie. It is a garbage man of a movie. Yeah, um, garbage man. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles man. is is the same movie, has the same plot as Amazing Spider-Man One, yep. and it is terrible. It is just <laughs> god awful. Nothing. Good. Amazing Spider-Man One is also garbage. There's yeah. no good. Yeah. yeah. I. See, I saw Amazing Spider-Man 2, and I'm pretty sure I gave it a three-star review. You did. Initially. Good Lord. Where and 
three the reason is <laughs> the reason is I'm I'm a big Spider-Man fan, and this has happened with every single Spider-Man movie. The joy of seeing Spider-Man on the big screen there it is. clouds my judgment, sure. and I'm just like, no, I like it. I like I like <laughs> tell myself that like no, I uh, yeah yay Spider-Man. And uh, the swinging scenes are pretty fun. Like there, a lot of a lot of the a lot of the action, a lot of the um, uh, CG and all that stuff. Sure. It, it looks really great all yeah. the bit in, uh, in Spider Man. Amazing, both the amazings. But uh, the plot and everything else just falls apart. And uh, Electro is the worst. And yeah. so it's just uh, yeah, just so many so many missteps. He looks with a really lot of cool. like interesting choices that yeah. could have been really cool if done properly and not. Made by a committee to sell more movies that aren't out yet. And never will be. Yes. Uh, but we're talking about The Simpsons. Yes. <laughs> that was a fun little tangent. Uh, what we call that? Back on track. Let's get back on track. There we go. Um, <laughs> so let's break it down. All right. <laughs> Bart and Lisa have the chance to go to Camp Krusty. If they both get C averages on their report card, this doesn't seem to be a very big problem for Lisa, but it's a big problem for Bart. Thank you. Remix. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Now, uh, one of my favorite gags in the entire episode is what Bart is is, is Bart trying to forge his uh, grades and turning <laughs> turning the D's into A's. D's into A's and. <laughs> And Homer immediately getting it, like, <laughs> like, like just catching it immediately in one of uh, Homer's rare instances of being really smart. Yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, he's not really no, no, smart. No, it's really, it's just... really bad. But I mean, like, this is, like, this is smarter than the Homer we've. Of come course, to know. yes. But but it's just it's it's just him being capable yeah. rather than. Yeah. I guess, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't call him like a genius. For I figuring should say it out. relatively. Yeah. Smart and compared right. to what we're used to. Yeah. Uh, so. My brother did that once, by the way. Did he? Did it work? No. <laughs> he he used whiteout <laughs> on his great his report card and changed the grade. <laughs> really? And my parents were like, "Um, <laughs> what's this, Kev?" <laughs> I just found this out recently. Really? Yeah. Because we because uh, Thanksgiving we were looking at old like report cards and stuff. My mom was hoping to find that one, but she couldn't find it. Was it in she conduct? Conduct? Yeah. Did he get a B plus in conduct? Uh, no, I, we didn't have weird categories like that. Well, you know, she's in grade I two. Guess, yeah, so, I guess it depends. So, in so elementary gets, school, we had like yeah. yeah, yeah. You would get um, you would get marks in like um, posture. Yeah, mm. and I don't uh, know on posture. What I don't what know. I'm yeah, thinking of something weird. Did you go to Anran's <laughs> school for tots? <laughs> You're jumping ahead. You're jumping <laughs> sorry, ahead. sorry. <laughs> No, I wish I went to Ayn Rand School for Tots. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, what was the what was the grading system for you in like elementary school? Oh, I th- I actually remember that. Yeah. Um, it was uh, okay. It was basically three synonyms. Yeah. Commendable. Uh huh. Satisfactory yep. and adequate. Oh, mine was very close. It was commendable, satisfactory, and needs improvement. Oh. So, like, needs improvement was, like, the F of elementary yeah. school. And I felt yeah. so bad when I got an NI, as we called it. You, mm-hmm. you guys got words? For, yeah. for elementary school, yeah. Crazy. I was, I was given numbers. I was one, two, three, four, five. Oh, really? Five, I think, five being the was best? the best. <laughs> I can't really remember, because I got a lot of threes. So, I was like, <laughs> so you're like it doesn't matter. I'm, so it doesn't mediocre either way. <laughs> Hurdling that lowered bar. Yeah. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I think one was the best for, for some reason. I feel like, because it was, like, you know, first the... You know, first, first, first the worst, second the best. I was about to say first the worst, third, third the nerd. nerd right? Yeah, but, 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 
was, that was my school. Third the nerd. Third the nerd. I never heard that. Yeah, that's one. What, that's when you that lined up. up when you got up in, in when, you know when you were lined up for recess or anything. You yeah. never actually wanted to be first you because to be people second. would do the like ah, I'm first, and then yeah. so somehow in the collective consciousness of yeah. children, they came up with first the worst, second the best, sure, yeah, and then third the nerd because yeah. you know you got to stick it to number three. And by yeah. fourth place, you're you're just no it's one over. There's yeah. no need for well, that. Well, you did not you place. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. You don't get a medal. Nope. <laughs> that other one gets shameful bronze. Yeah. Shameful bronze. <laughs> Copper. Yeah, what is At it? Um, point, what is, uh, it? Glori- glorious gold, so-so silver, and shameful bronze. <laughs> You're not even that's trying not, yeah, by That's the not bronze. even alliteration. What? No, that's a The Simpsons. other ones are alliterations. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it's from that. the episode The Old was. Man and the Sea Student. It's from season 10. Uh, oh, Look forward to that one. The Olympics come to, the, to town. Oh, and springy. Yeah, springy. Okay, the it. Olympic spring. <laughs> Not a fan. <sighs> no, no. It starts out well, but then it just it yeah. dive bombs really hard. Um, so anyway, this is an episode that. Uh, does not dive bomb hard. It keeps it soaring to new better. heights. Yeah. Yes, all the time. It should be noted that this episode was uh, pitched um, as a potential movie. Plot. That's right. That's right. Um, James L. Brooks, I believe, wanted it to be the movie, and they had to actually struggle to get this episode to be the full uh, 18 minutes or whatever it is at this time. Um, so they were like, no, we won't make it a movie. We can't make it 18 minutes. How could we make it like uh, 80 or whatever? Um and also, it was all ready to go as the premiere for season four as well. And so that was the other reason. He's like, A, we if we did that, we wouldn't have a premiere. And B, we can't make it 18, so how would we make it 80? Um, it's interesting that they chose to air this one as the premiere of season four because it premieres on September 24th, and yet it's a summer mm-hmm. episode, right? Mm-hmm. You would think that this would be the one. Be, or I guess, well, it was produced for season three. It was? Yeah, this well, one and go, Streetcar May Marge actually were both produced in the season three block. Mm. And they held these two two over for season four, which is why, uh, and I believe Streetcar was actually produced first, Camp Krusty last, which were the last two With animated Klasky by Chupo. Klasky Chupo. All yes. right. So we will be joining Film Roman next after time. this. Next time. Yeah, next time. <laughs> These are the two. <laughs> these are the two animations. Jay Spot's looking weird. So <laughs> lost. So, so lost. Yeah. Well, I, I like the jokes. <laughs> I like the funny words. Like what funny thing? Well, J- J- uh, these are the two animation studios that worked on the on the show. Does it get uh, Does it get better animation? It gets tighter. I noticed. I noticed it was pretty yeah. janky. Yeah, it's a, it's a little more smooth. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Klasky Chupo is like this two man operation. Mm. This Hungarian outfit. Roger Klasky and Jacob. Chuko. So they just outsourced the work. What, Fox? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. To Korea. Of course, of course. Uh, But film, it wasn't in Korea. Oh, right. It was done done locally while it was at Klasky Chupo. Right. Film Roman Roman. gets the the rights to the animation, and then they outsource it to South Korea. Crazy. (laughs) It's uh, it's not North Korea. (laughs) It would be a very different show. (laughs) There is some animation that's done in North Korea, though. Uh, yeah, but it's only seen in North Korea no. because it's all about how great Kim Jong Un is. <laughs> Not true. Very clean lines. Co- comedy, comedy, Greg. Cr- yeah, I know. Up. All right, but you're filling people's. Minds I think with everyone lies. knows that I'm joking when I, I say think, that it's I animation. Think they do. All right. I think. Well, our North our North Korea listeners will write in and all right. correct me. Whatever. <laughs>
one email no. to plead for help. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> By All the way, hail crawl. <laughs> Signed, little girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, the kids finally get to Camp Krusty. Um, <laughs> so that's where we're at. Yeah, yeah. that's where we're I, at. I did want to say, I really like the throwaway line of everybody needs a blemish on their perfect record. Yeah. I thought that was a phenomenal line. And then Lisa, right? you're hurting me? Yeah. That's, that's great. <laughs> I don't I think th- you understand. <laughs> I think you should reconsider. <laughs> Lisa, you're, you're hurting, hurting me. <laughs> it looks like she's really hurting oh, this yeah, Hoover. She's pressing oh, yeah. down. Like, <laughs> she's got her hand on top of her hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what uh, Bart returning his books in the original wrapping reminded me of? Hmm. University. Mm. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. As soon as uh, like when I was taking a class, it was like I think it was Western Civ. Um, and as soon as they told me at the bookstore, it's like when this is out of its wrapping, you can't return it. I was like, oh. Well, I'll be bringing this back in perfect condition then, because I need beer money. Right? <laughs> See, I didn't even think that far ahead. I opened it up. You know, I'd pay two hundred bucks. I'd open it, and then I wouldn't use it, and I'd resell it to the you know the secondhand store for forty bucks. Yeah, I'd, l- I'd be like score. You know, yeah. <laughs> right? there's a lot of teachers who'd be like, "Yeah, this is in your course listing, but we're not going to use it." And you're like, "Fuck you! Why is it in the course listing then?" It's recommended. Good money for this, recommended sir. reading. Yeah. You know? yeah, and when you say recommended, it yeah. might as well say don't bother, <laughs> <laughs> unless you want to learn for free. Like, yeah, which like is, a chump. Like, yeah, <laughs> which I mean, like an undergraduate degree, you can basically just BS your way through if you stick around. This is a tip, kids. If you stick around at a university long enough, they'll just essentially give you yeah. the degree to get you out of just there. Show up. Yeah. yeah. Example number one, <laughs> right here. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Alan Johnson, BFA. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. I uh, I might be the first person you've ever met who has failed a full semester of theater school. Oh wow. So like four classes or five four, classes? Five classes. Five classes all failed? Although three of them were incomplete. <laughs> okay. And so technically I wasn't a failure. Oh, so you did, got, did like the withdraw? Oh, absolutely not. I was far oh. too stoned to do that. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> There's some more tips for you, kids. <laughs> Don't do drugs. Do drugs, do. and you'll do great yeah. in school. <laughs> It'll take you a couple extra years, Yeah, but, but they'll be happen. great years. They'll be the best years of your lives. Weed's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want any of this shit. <laughs> it's non-habit it's for me. <laughs> well, I don't want to overdose on it. Can't OD. <laughs> can't OD. I think it's, I want that. I, but I, I don't want to spend a lot of money. It's the cheapest drug there is. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want any of this shit. I think I do. Oh, that's one of my favorite scenes in that so movie. Good. Yeah. So good. Anyway, so the kids get to Camp Krusty. They sure it, do. It turns out it's not all it's cracked up to be. No, it's a slave labor camp run by Mr. Black. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> now, was he, a, was he a, a reference to someone? Was he... A, you know, a lampoon or something? Or? Not to my knowledge. Uh, in general, like, in, in essence, in a sense, like, just kind of the, you know, the evil camp counselor or the evil yeah. whatever. Gentleman to evil. Yeah, right? yeah, like, <laughs> but not a specific uh, reference, to my knowledge. Uh, okay. Please write in if uh, that's incorrect. Um, but they also thought that his character was going to be a recurring character. They oh. thought that he they'd bring him back for other episodes. Turns out he's never come back, so he's a good one-off. Um, he left on the hydrofoil, and uh, that's it. <laughs> And uh, do you know what name was bleeped out? 
No, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's been revealed ever in a sense. Um, I've listened to the commentary and I don't recall if they mentioned mm. what Krusty was actually saying. To me, it looks like sideshow Mel. Like that's kind that's just like the way his mouth moves. That's yeah. the and that's me, you know, imposing my thoughts. Maybe obviously, but like it's like that uh, subliminal messaging thing where you know if you <laughs> know what to listen for, you can hear it. But uh, if you don't, then you won't. Um, but yeah, it looks like sideshow Mel, so, and which it, would make the most sense, right? Yeah, it would. Has uh, has Sideshow Bob already shown up? Yes, Sideshow Bob times. has okay. has shown up twice, and he's in prison. Oh, okay, yes. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks to one little scamp. That's right. <laughs> one spiky-haired rapscallion who never fails to foil my schemes. That's right. So when they uh, when when they arrive, the second act of the uh, of the entire episode is. One of my favorite things about The Simpsons, it's the uh, joke montage, <laughs> essentially, mm-hmm. uh, where the writers, can you just feel the writer's room oh, yeah. in this episode where it's like, okay, we have the premise, we have the first act them getting there, mm-hmm. which is all of the school stuff, and then the second act... We just need jokes. They're just yeah. going to be jokes and jokes and jokes. Jokes about how terrible this camp is. Exactly. Yeah. How every, terrible can it every be? Every camp scenario, right? Yeah. There's the canoe and the... Oh, <laughs> the man. shitty cabins. Right, yeah. 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 Yeah, I went, to, I went to summer camp quite a bit, actually. Not summer camp, I should say, but just camp, because I was in Boy Scouts, so... So we went to a lot of like different campgrounds and uh, rarely stayed in cabins. So like that was a luxury to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, cabins were you are in the, usually were you in the pup tents. Uh, yeah, we did the pup tents uh, most often. Uh, one time we went camping in the winter and we actually made a Quincy, which uh, if you're familiar is actually a uh, uh, faux igloo in a sense. You basically find a big big pile of snow and you dig a cave into it, and it's uh, and you can sleep in it. Well, that's cool. It's pretty cool. That sounds. Really rad, actually. Yeah, I wish it was, I did it was that really when interesting. I was in Boy Scouts. Were there any cave-ins? No, because you because you as you dig it, you basically put water on the so on the side, so you make it ice. Yeah, so it stays as long as obviously that doesn't it's suddenly turn thirty degrees outside. But <laughs> no, yeah, it's the it's the same it's the same concept, concept of, an of an igloo. Yeah, yeah. that's no, that's really cool. Yeah, it is. Those things you can actually get like you can make those things pretty warm too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it's it's actually super warm. Like you think sleeping inside a pile of snow would be cold, but no, it keeps the cold out. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, it works for foxes, right? That's that's right, and we did sleep with some foxes. So, ladies, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> and he nails it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, brings that but yeah, one the, home. The, ca- the cabin stuff uh, is the stuff that rings the truest to me, as well as just kind of the like the the wooden benches, the outdoor uh, amphitheater, or whatever, mm-hmm. um, the uh, mess hall, uh, very wooden, very like just camp i don't know just feels like camp when you go to a mess hall that's all wooden and you eat food there we didn't eat gruel thankfully but uh did you eat a uh imitation gruel yes we okay <laughs> yeah it was unfortunately not the real thing could you tell the difference no no yeah well, uh, so you're one of the nine i was one of the nine yeah. <laughs> not the, the elusive ten uh we also just one get kid in the background <laughs> yeah, just, like, uh, uh, excuse me <laughs> I think this is imitation gruel. <laughs> Quiet, Oliver. <laughs> speaking of the, uh, speaking of that that whole um, gruel thing, mm-hmm. we we also have a uh, mild side plot going on at uh, Chief Starving Bear <laughs> Weight Loss Camp. Vicious. What does what does Martin say? Like, don't don't patronize me. It's Daddy's little fat camp or fat camp for Daddy's little embarrassment or something. <laughs> 
for daddy's embarrassing little secret. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You promised you wouldn't make a scene. And uh, is yeah. His, is his dad a, a politician? Or? We don't know a lot about Martin's dad. No, no. and we never really do. To this but, day. But um, as far as his job goes, we do know what he does. And he works as a trader on, a, on the stock market at the Springfield Stock Exchange. <laughs> yeah. uh, we learned that in the episode Bart on the Road okay. in season seven. Right. Yeah, when they go to uh, work with their parents. Uh, it's actually really, really funny. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, one of my favorite uh, lines in that entire sequence is, we're not leaving until this Christmas this ham. Christmas ham gives <laughs> me a chin up. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. This is a really great episode that just drives home the point that Krusty the Clown is a washed-up showbiz hack, which is continued in the episode Krusty Gets Cancelled mm-hmm. at the end of this season. Yeah. Right? That's Cyclical. Is, yeah. Rhymes. It rhymes. They're like, it's like poetry. poetry. It happens in stanzas. Good. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I get that reference. <laughs> and I hate it. <laughs> I'm so glad you do. <laughs> That's good. That's it's good you get that what reference. Is it Rick McCullum or whatever his name is? <laughs> Shut but up, Rick Bourbon. <laughs> Bourbon. Right? What is it with Rick? It's Rick McCullum. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh man. It's actually, it's actually George. George Lucas, Lucas says, says it. Oh, but it like, is him. And they all just sit there being like, yeah. Know, they're just like, okay, George. At him quietly. Yeah. Right? Clearly, thinking every this scene is so the dense. Money. There's so think much going money. on. Yeah. <laughs> my, my kids need to eat. I, I agree, George. I agree with everything you say. My grandchildren won't work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm hopefully. I'd do it. I'd do it. Oh, oh yeah. You'd, you'd work on the prequels? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It'd be so much fun. Especially as a producer. Do you know how much yeah. money those movies made? A lot of Despite money. Despite all the hatred. Oh, I know. They made a lot of money. Lucrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kids love him. Yep. I'd be Rick. I'd be Rick, Rick McCullum. I'd let him be my dad. Hell, you'd probably even be Rick Berman. <laughs> <Hey>? <laughs> Whoever that is, right? like that guy. Rick it's related Berman. to Ingrid, I think. Ingrid Bergman. Yeah. It's his Sweet brother. <laughs> I'm making this movie for the death. <laughs> Get out of here, Rick. <laughs> I don't know where that came I don't from. Know. <laughs> is, is it, is it, it's classic is, Rick Berman. <laughs> classic. <laughs> so everything eventually comes to a head yeah. when Mr. Black tries to pass off Barney as Krusty. Uh, and it's crunchy, the crunchy the clown. Crunchy the clown. Yeah. And Bart leads a revolution of campers as they overthrow their enemies yeah. and force Mr. Black and the bullies to evacuate on the hydrofoil. You told what me you broke a, their spirits. <laughs> we <laughs> thought we did. You broke nothing. <laughs> now, what is a hydrofoil? It's a plane. Oh, okay. I okay. think. <laughs> I, I, I don't think that's true. Okay. While you look it up, I something have about water. Question. It's like a water. It's a water uh, it vessel. Definitely has something to do with water because yeah, hydro. hydro's in the name. Yeah. But a foil makes me think of a plane. Yeah. Maybe it's a maybe it's a hydro no, plane. No, I freaking knew it. A boat plane. Is it a boat plane? No. Okay. I imagine it as a saucer. Mm. I don't know. I hope so. It's a round. It's a round sounding word. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like those uh, those those uh, round bubbles that they they travel in in the prequel in oh. episode one? <laughs> Where they go to the Gungans? Yeah. In the center of the earth for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. 
or I guess the, Naboo. The Bombad. Yeah. What's it called? <laughs> the, like... the, oh, uh, the Bongo. The Bomba. The Bombad bomb Bongos. <laughs> yeah. Is that what it is, Greg? Yep. It's hey. a Bombad Bongo, isn't Great. it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They just no, go it's to those, um, It's like It's kind of like those hover, uh, like those um, those boats that kind of hover on water. Mm. You know what hover I mean? Hover boat. Yeah, hoverboat. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so after uh, after this comes to a head, Krusty uh, is phoned at Wimbledon, mm-hmm. which is one of my as he's being knighted. Yeah, which is one of my f- favorite favorite little sea stories. Really, how does he go from Krusty's time at Wimbledon, Wimbledon to being knighted? <laughs> like, imagine that. Like, maybe what? he saved the queen's life. Well, yeah, Wimbledon. he was sitting next to the queen yeah, at Wimbledon. Right? So. A bit of tennis ball flew at her face, and he caught it. Well, maybe he made her laugh. It also. Had she doesn't knight people for making her laugh. Great. She knighted John Cleese uh, of Monty Python. Is he the is only he one? A sir? <laughs> sir John Cleese? Sir John Cleese. Um, you thinking of Sean Connery? <laughs> yes, you know what? You're right. <laughs> Easily You're confused. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of Sean Connery. Yeah. <laughs> one was James Bond. One was uh, Minister of Silly Dance. So, or Silly, Silly Walks. Walks. Sorry. Silly Walks. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> George Clooney is the Minister of Silly Dance. Yes. Yes. We all know that. Do we? Yeah. Did, all right. I didn't know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> me. Okay. Okay. Let's, <laughs> I'm going let's with it. back on track. Okay. Um, um, was that uh, when they, you know, when she was giving out all the parcels, right? She's saying, Kowalski. You know, Kowalski. My, my, my insulin. Right. You know, Crandall. Now, is that a, was that a reference to something? I feel like that was a scene from like a different like revolution yeah. oh, movie could be. or story. I don't know. Greg? I don't know. It just gave me a, a, a feeling. Well, why don't we hop on over to the reference desk? All right. All right. So, there we definitely are, have Lord of the Flies. Yeah, there's oh, yeah. plenty there of references in this episode. Yeah. There's the Lord of the Flies reference. Where <laughs> don't be the boy. Don't be the boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you actually see the titular Lord of the Flies yes. in this episode. Yeah. It's the boar's head on a spike. That's right. Uh, which is... Awesome. Have you guys read that book? Oh, yeah. yeah. Great book. Yeah. 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 Like, I didn't know it was great when I was reading it, but oh, yeah. it's really good. Because <laughs> you were forced to in school? Because I was forced to yeah. in school, yeah. and everything that you're forced to read in school is garbage. Yep. But this wasn't. Um, <laughs> oh, the where I knew that, that scene where Lisa gives the bottle of whiskey. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dude, it's a reference. Clearly, a reference. It was like, something. is that like Laurel Secord or something? That was like one of the. <laughs> right, <laughs> or like, is it Laurel Secord? They, Canadian? They yeah, it's Canadian. They don't okay, give so a then shit the, about Canada. The American equivalent <laughs> to that. Um, it's actually a uh, reference to Meryl Streep's scene from the film The French Lieutenant's Woman. Uh, you know. You know that, that famous, that famous uh, movie. Uh, uh, was was the street reference in this episode or the next episode with the the? That's in the next one. It is okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. With the perfume, um, <laughs> smell <laughs> like street for cheap. <laughs> <laughs> the scenes in the camp uh, with Krusty's meeting with Bart um, are supposed to echo Apocalypse Now a bit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Colonel Kurtz, yeah. 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 Um, south of the border, the song down Mexico, and uh, Kearney playing the drums, the timpani that drums. Was like ben Hur. Ben Hur. Ben Hur. Oh. Yeah. Not to be, not to be confused with Ben Hur, the porno. Or Ben Him. Or Ben. <laughs> <laughs> and not to be confused with Ben Hurt, who is uh, John and William Hurt's uh, little lesser known brother. That's correct. <laughs> he does not act. Does he really exist? I don't know. No, oh my I God, it would be so. weird if it Can you imagine? <laughs> the episode also references a novel, so who gives a shit? 
Oh, okay. <laughs> a novel? You mean Lord of the Flies? We no, talked about that. another novel okay. called The Butterfly Revolution, which Butterfly is about effect? a camp. Butterfly Effect? Fashion That is, yeah. Yeah. The novelization of that, of that movie. movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the one. Yeah. Ethan Suple played Kearney. Yeah, correct. So, that's our reference desk to answer your question. There was no reference. No. No. Fair enough. That we know of. That we which know is of. a highly inspirational scene. The swell yeah. of the music. Yes. Nice. It was a nice yeah, scene. man. That kid got his insulin. That's yeah. the key that thing. I, I think it's interesting that they say Kowalski, and then in the next episode, we have Stanley Kowalski. Sure. But that is interesting. It feels like a pretty stock <laughs> a stock name, though. It's a stock cool. Polish name. Yeah, right? Yeah. Is that really stock? I mean, if I ever want to think of a Polish name, I'm going to use Kowalski. Yeah. I, I, at least Walski. Yeah. With something on top of it. Ski, even. Yeah. Yeah. Do you disagree? Nope. Okay. So. (laughs) (laughs) Not at all. Good. Krusty finally comes to the rescue. Um, They're able to identify him from the uh, three uh, birthmarks, as it were. (laughs) His superfluous (laughs) nipple. His his pacemaker scar. Pacemaker scar, the cattle prod birthmark and the uh, superfluous third nipple the famous superfluous famous, yeah. <laughs> yeah. no the the brand and the pacemaker mm-hmm. are those references from episodes or is it the just pacemaker he's it's established he has a pacemaker from uh crusty gets busted okay um because that was part of the whole mystery of why he couldn't have been using the microwave in the uh right. quickie mart so it was actually sideshow bob in disguise um the cattle prod uh thing is this is the first we're hearing of it yep oh, okay um and the superfluous third nipple as well. I don't know if it's ever mentioned again. In fact, so I don't either. I, I feel like it's brought up again. I, that that third nipple thing feels maybe that that scene was you might just be thinking so visceral. of uh, the television program Friends, where Chandler has a third nipple, and they bring it, it up be. all the time they because do. it's so funny. <laughs> I mean, that is a hilarious show. I yeah. was a big fan of it then, but this isn't Friends on fan. Friends. So <laughs> you should watch it again. <laughs> see if it holds podcast. up. You know what? I did. I very recently watched it. It came on Netflix. Yep, I my watched it. Beyonce and I, top to bottom, yeah. and it is. Uh, it holds up for three seasons. Ha- yes, half of it holds up, and the other half <laughs> falls apart. Yeah, <laughs> I was never a fan post like Chandler and Monica hooking up. Yeah. That's exactly oh, where it goes. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. yeah. That's the Ross jump the shark Geller, moment for me. Ross Geller get becomes Super unbearable. Super Oh, really? I think he becomes unbearable. No, no, no. I mean, like, in his first couple seasons, he's he's so much funnier than I Oh, he's, yeah, I like his character at first. And then, uh, yeah, he becomes unbearable and annoying. Well, they all do, though. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. But again, this isn't Friends and Friends. Yes. So. Yeah. (laughs) Could be, though. (laughs) Could be. But it won't be. No. Does that podcast exist? It should. Craig McHugh would host it, though. Mm. Yes, he would. Because he loves Friends. Yeah. Speaking of Craig, we go into a Craigment. Was there a Maggie moment? I don't know. <laughs> there is in the next one. There sure is There's in the next one. There's a bunch one. of Maggie um, moments. Maggie's pretty ignored in the in the first episode. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose she is. Um, yeah, I can't think of one. All right. They don't even Who act like she's it? around. <laughs> she totally well, Homer's is. doing Homer's doing push-ups right. with her on his on his yeah. back. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that's, that's that's the Maggie moment. Yeah. Yeah. Speed, strength, agility. Agility. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what's, uh, what's your favorite joke in this episode, Greg? I wrote it down. Good. Actually. So I wouldn't have to think about it because I hate thinking about things. So now you're just, okay, go on. Yeah. My favorite joke 
is when the counselors and Mr. Black are at the banquet table uh-huh. with a beautiful smoked ham, mm. and Mr. Black says, gentlemen, too evil. <laughs> uh that's my go-to toast, by the way. Me too. <laughs> like when I, when I go to toast with friends, to evil. I say, "Gentlemen, to evil." It's such a beautiful, quick cut. Too. Yeah, it's, it's so short, so fast, so right? Yeah. Literally, like if you looked away for yeah. a minute, you would miss one of the best jokes in the entire episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's so funny because they're so evil. <laughs> <laughs> it's also weird that like the the three bullies are kind of out of character in this, in a sense. Like they're they obviously they're bullies. So they it makes sense that they'd be mean to them and stuff but like we're gonna hook up with some tail from across the lake or whatever like that's not <laughs> maybe Kearney but like Jimbo has been shown to be actually a pretty big wussy mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that's also a um, uh, what's his name the Nelson Nelson's not the head of, of the oh, three he's not, no oh, okay. in fact he's not he's, in the same grade as them yeah he's oh. he's um, Bart's age gotcha. uh, and they're all older um, but uh but he he like he hangs out with them a bunch, but it's not. Uh, in fact, I think in the Telltale Head is when they're first all shown together, because Nelson appears before before the other three in Bart the General. Yeah, yeah, with so. his two lackeys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that are now gone. Well, they're in this episode. Well, they sing they? the song. Okay. Because you need to use all the characters you yeah. you've got. <laughs> all, don't want to create new characters. Yeah, this. they even used like a couple of cookie cutter versions of Lisa. Sprinkle her oh, on yeah. there, and then there's really? a there's a version of Millhouse with a hat on. <laughs> <laughs> I was Wait. noticing that, like, there's Millhouse over there, doesn't have a hat on, and then down there is a guy with blue hair and glasses, red glasses, and it just he just has a hat on. Is it really? But he's hard? got a new hat. So I, want it, I want it. I want it. I want it. <laughs> yeah. Is it really hard to draw twenty different heads? Well, when you're like that? two people, right? But is it is it any harder to write or to to draw? Different faces. Well, I think, the, I think the key thing is it's it's they don't want to come up with something really interesting and creative for just like characters that'll be in the background. Sure. So, uh, and I think they've talked about this on commentaries before about how it's hard to create generic characters, sure. right? Gotcha, okay. That don't all look the same. So, right. so, and I think there's some truth there, like just creating someone who doesn't have like distinguishable features right. or whatnot, so that there's no like, oh, it's that same guy from the, that episode that's now in this episode. You know, it's right. yeah. Okay. We also saw Martin in the singing, in in the core in mm-hmm. the in the choir when he was supposed to be in fat camp. He was already locked oh. up. Yeah, he was locked up <laughs> in fat camp. Right. Uh, so there's a an example for Fair you. Enough. Just like yeah. throw it in there. Yeah, right? just put him in. Like and, and also like these episodes, they have a pretty long production schedule, mm-hmm. but they're working really fast, really fast, really hard all the yeah. time to do that. Um, and it doesn't get any better when film Roman takes over. In fact, I think they work even harder Crazy. to do that. Um, that's why they have to do clip shows. That's why they have to do clip shows. Exactly right. Because they just run out of time kind of thing. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Crazy. yeah. They, have to, they have to meet their quota of episodes. I always really liked those episodes. I always really liked clip clip episodes. I know they're kind of a cop-out. We should really have you on for the... For, for for one of the clip episodes, what, and see what, if you actually think that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know that I know that they're cop outs, but I always kind of like them. I always like them as a kid because, you know, when you when you flip on the episode, and it would always just be the funniest parts, mm-hmm. you know, and it was, yep. you know, plus like Troy McClure, you know, <laughs> you know, and he's great, right? So if they decide to do it with him, yeah, right. Sometimes yeah. they don't because the, that's the thing. They always try. I, what I do appreciate about The Simpsons is that they always try and make it more creative than a lot of classic clip shows. Um, in terms of the the wraparounds, like the yeah, you know, uh, the, the first one is probably the most of a cop out, where it's the classic, you know, 
someone's in the hospital and they need to remember things about that person. Yeah. That's what Full House did. And that's what I'm sure many others did. God damn Full House. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I like I like the 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 effort to make it a little more interesting rather sure. than just clips. The clip show's coming up, and we'll talk more about that then. Yes. Um, cause I have a lot to say about that shit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Great. Um, but what's your favorite joke, Alan? Oh, um, it's, I think it's the, I mean, aside from all, everything Mr. Black does, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's one of my favorite one-off characters. Um, but the part at the end where Krusty is actually there and Bart's explaining all the terrible things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the campers got eaten by a bear. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, actually, the bear just ate his hat. Was it a nice hat? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I think that's, that was a, that's, a, that's a joke that always uh, stuck in my brain. I feel like he's a little over-animated, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's a little rubbery in that moment. I just I think it's great because, for me, it's, you know, Crust, that's how Krusty would legitimately react if he found out one of the campers at his camp got eaten by a bear and mm-hmm. is dead. <laughs> and then... And he's and he's like, well, I, no, sorry, it's just his hat. But then he's like, well, I don't want to like make this reaction for nothing. So was it a nice hat? Yes. Oh, sh- oh my God! Like I don't know. I think it's just it works really well with this character. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. And uh, James, uh, well, I mean, my favorite line was that the blemish. Everybody needs a blemish on their permanent record. <laughs> I really liked that one. That was a great line. But really I also really liked, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I also really liked the uh, the crusty seal of approval. Oh yeah, <laughs> when he's like, oh, all these it, things it, are fine. It gets terribly hot when you leave it plugged in, <laughs> right? <laughs> and it's a clock, <laughs> right, right? Exactly. Who's gonna good. unplug a clock, <laughs> man? I, you know, I thought, yeah, I thought that little, all that these little are fine. was There's great. Like, just They're all like breaking, smoking, yeah. and sizzling. Yeah, I thought that was that was a good one. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what do you think, Alan? Does this fall in your top ten? No, no, no. But it's great. Yeah. This There's too great. many to put in my top ten, man. Yeah, it's true. How could you it's even not do something top ten? It's really difficult. Yeah, it's difficult. It's like choosing children, but I don't have any children, so it's You'd okay. have to do like a in no particular order list, because I don't think you could really say... I got a solid like one. top top ten, I think. Yeah, yeah you definitely I, do. Like, in my top ten, if someone was like, oh, what about this one? I'd be like... No, it's great too, but it's not top ten. Right. So like, okay. and then like even within that top ten, it's pretty solid in its ranking. Like, I'm pretty pretty uh, happy with it. You made <laughs> that list years ago. I did. Yeah. Years now. Yeah. And it has not changed. It's not changed. You no. don't think any new episodes have supplanted? Of course not. <laughs> absolutely. Of not. Can you speak not. that with absolute <laughs> with absolutely. certainty? Absolute <laughs> certainty. 100%. And we will watch every single one. <sighs> I don't envy that. That's gonna take you years. Like yeah, I don't know if Greg knows what he's putting us for, okay, putting boy. up for us. Well, here's the thing, buddy. Uh-huh. We're gonna do it. All right. <laughs> for the That's love it. Of Simpsons. I think we, I think we should like after season ten, we should just start um, doing like five episodes at a time. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Yeah, I do. Yeah, five episodes. <laughs> so, like, at okay, a time. so this one's about Bart getting a horse. <laughs> Again. That's fucking dumb. Uh, this next one. <laughs> it's called Worst Episode <laughs> Ever. <laughs> Favorite joke? I don't know. The leprechaun was funny, I guess. Uh, moving on. This one, uh, Homer goes to Haiti um, and gets a tan. Favorite it's joke, how can Ace be 1 and 11? <laughs> what kind of God would allow that? That's my favorite one. Yeah, there you go. So uh, next, This one's called Maximum Homer Drive. Yeah, he drives a truck. Garbage. Dumb. <laughs> Dumb. 
like uh, favorite joke, Tony Randall. Tony. <laughs> Man, you guys know your shit. I don't <laughs> appreciate it. Huh? Yeah, yeah, well, when we get there, you'll... Then you'll be there. We'll be very, very <laughs> sad, sad individuals. I probably won't agree to do the podcast unless I can drink during it. I would be surprised if we didn't. Good. So... Look for that, yeah. Drunk Simpsons. <laughs> Get excited. Yeah. But back Get to hype. the good stuff. Yeah, very much. Back to the good stuff. Shall we talk about a streetcar? I think it's named time. Named Marge. I think it's absolutely time. A streetcar named Marge. My God, this episode's good. Great this episode. This is a great episode. Yeah. Um, this one might actually be in my top ten. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, I can only say that about ten episodes, though, so... That's right. Keep I'm track. Keeping, I'm keeping count. I gotta, you know, <laughs> make a tick. Walk. You know, yeah. Keep a tally. <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch that shit. Mm-hmm. So, according to TV Guide, yep. Here we go. Marge Simpson plays Blanche to Ned Flanders's bare-chested Stanley in a musical version of A Streetcar. Name Desire. Otto the bus driver, police chief Wiggum, and convenience store owner Apu are also in the cast. The director, insolent Llewellyn Sinclair, <laughs> voice of John Lovitz, has three plays and three heart attacks to his credit. And I care so much, I'm planning a fourth. Until the opening, Maggie is... is in there? Yeah. Uh, until the opening, Maggie is sent to Springfield's only daycare center, not currently under investigation. <laughs> it's run by Sinclair's sister, who, can, who confiscates pacifiers. Maggie and her peers retrieve them in a manner reminiscent of The Great Escape. Not a, little, a very a little cons- less succinct. Yeah, not a very... <laughs> cons- There's a lot to cover. Lot to cover. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that first sentence was fine. That's yeah. all you needed. There's a lot of stuff going on in this episode, <laughs> but I think TV Guide may have gotten a little ahead of themselves. They kind of spoiled the I think they the just lap. got really excited. Yeah. Like, this maybe is my they... favorite episode. I'm going to write everything. Wee! I'm TV Guide! <laughs> <laughs> Trevor TV Guide was... Correct. Good old Trevor. Yeah, good old Trevi. Correct. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is, uh, this is a great episode. It's, I, I believe, the first fake musical they've created, yes? Would you agree? Good. Are they? Do they always do musicals, or do they ever just put on like a dramatic version, or is it always? Well, they all like so they always do. Um, by always, I just mean they have often done musical versions of right. blank. Right. Um, notably, this one and Planet of the Apes. Yep. Um, I'm sure there's been some others sprinkled here and there, um, but often when the Simpsons writers get to parody or spoof uh, something, it's often very funny. The musical, uh, usually yeah. with Troy McClure, of course, yeah. but. Um, Muppets Go Medieval. That's another great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, not doesn't really exist thing, but this episode, weird that it doesn't. When you think about Muppets it. Go Medieval. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, I think the reason that 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 parody works so well is because it makes sense. Yeah. One hundred percent. They've done. They've done Christmas Carol. They've done Treasure Island. They've, they've done, done Muppets in Space. Space. Uh, <laughs> they've done Take Manhattan. They've they've done Great Caper. They've done Most Wanted. They've done Muppets. And they, yeah, just regular, they've just rebooted. regular old Muppets. Yeah. Now it's time for Medieval. Yeah. Make it happen, Jason Siegel. Didn't they make a sequel? Didn't the sequel already come out? Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, Muppets yeah. Most Wanted. I feel like it um, kind of came and went. Check out our back catalog on the Cinepals for our complete thoughts about that. It oh, only really? takes 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how mediocre it is. Couple yeah. puppets. Yeah. <laughs> we, that, that was our shortest podcast yeah. ever. Yeah. It was really? just like... Hey, how's it going? Do you have anything to say about this episode? About this movie? Really? No. It looked like a killer cast, though. It was. Wasn't Rashida Jones in that? Yep. 
they didn't use uh, no Rashida Jones was in the Muppets not most wanted oh yeah you're right was she yeah mm-hmm. Tina Fey was in this one it's Tina Fey but uh, was she oh was she like the bad boss or something like that no was she, she was the the news or not the news the uh, studio executive who like, agreed like, to yeah. let them do their little show gotcha yeah like their variety show. <laughs> <laughs> Streetcar Named March. An episode-long homage and parody mm-hmm. to Tennessee Williams' classic play, A Streetcar Named Desire. March. Oh. Are you guys are you guys familiar <laughs> with this with the play? Yes, and it does not end like that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Which is the best thing. Yeah, thanks I, for bringing it up. I, I definitely, was good too. <laughs> I definitely saw this episode long before I knew Streetcar Same. Named Desire was a real thing and that it wasn't actually a musical. Wait, yes, wait, wait, so. wait, 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 wait. Alan and I are both in the same boat on this. Did you think it was actually a musical before you read the play? Uh, no, I knew it was a regular play, but um, it, when reading it, when studying it in school, I just had... Stella, Stella, <laughs> you're putting you me, me through hell. I had that playing through my mind, and I was looking for those scenes that they recreated. <laughs> and when the... like when like the newspaper boy yeah, came, the newspaper boy I was song. looking for That's those my scenes. Favorite. You know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would really love it if someone like auditioned for a streetcar named Desire and got in, and then was like, uh, "When did the songs happen?" <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited to sing the song about being a floozy and a newsy. <laughs> I love him singing. Anytime yeah. he sings, it's always just great. Um, uh, the Llewellyn Sinclair. Uh, John is Lovitz is in the guest John house. Lovitz. He's in the guest house this week, of course, uh, doing double duty on two great roles. Llewellyn Sinclair and, and his sister, Miss Sinclair. Name? Just Miss Sinclair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where he just makes his voice high. Yeah. <laughs> he just Not talks much. in his falsetto. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, John Lovitz has a great distinct voice. Yeah. He does, rarely does voice work. Yeah. Like Artie Ziff, Lou Ellen Sinclair. Um, who's the other one that he voices? Oh, uh, Jay uh, Sherman. Critic. Yeah, the critic. Yeah. All sound exactly the same. Yeah. <laughs> Which is fine. Yeah. But it's just really funny that he tried to do a character in this one and it's just him talking high. <laughs> like in a falsetto. <laughs> I think that's great. Oh, I love it. Because they're related. Yeah. So it works. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, definitely one of my favorite episodes. Uh, not in the top ten, of course. Yeah. But uh, I think it's my favorite of the season. I'm going to say that. Really? Right off the bat. Yep. Um, so look for the end of the season to see if I stick to that or not. Yeah. When we do our top five. Is it not a <coughs> single episode from season four made it into your top ten? That's a bold statement. I feel like season four. I mean, I, I I'm not nearly as up on it as you guys are, but I feel like season four is when they really yeah. Hit it's got stride. a lot of great episodes. I'm trying to think if I did include any of them in my top ten. When's the space episode? That's five. Rod. That's yeah. five. Oh, okay, okay. Or Deep six. Space Homer. That's yeah. five. That's five. That's five. Yeah. yeah. David Merkin. Mm. David Merkin. Mm. <laughs> the really old like DM. That's <laughs> <laughs> great. Yeah. An inanimate rod, or time whatever. man of the year <laughs> to this inanimate carbon rod. <laughs> carbon rod. <laughs> great sentence. Yeah. It's such a great descriptor because yeah, it's made out of carbon. So is everything. Uh, so at the very beginning of this episode, we also have a uh, permanent, uh, semi-permanent member of the guest house appear in uh, uh, Troy McClure. Mm-hmm. 
Mr. Phil Hartman. Um, and he shows up as Lionel Hutz. As he well. sure does. Lionel Hutz. I also play Mitch. Who plays Mitch. <laughs> I was thinking Mitch. Lionel Hutz would actually make a really good Mitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, <laughs> I think that's actually good casting. <laughs> Do you think he's the best cast of, of all the supporting characters? Um. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mo as, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mo, no, is, Mo, Mo is just a back... Sorry, I don't mean Mo. Um, Otto. Otto. Otto, yeah. Pablo. As Pablo. As, as Pablo. He's not working out, so... Pablo. Yeah. Bummer. Except you, you're not working out. I'll be playing your part. Drag. Drag, yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of the, the casting session, when Marge goes out to... Uh, the casting session and Llewellyn Sinclair is introduced and he's like, uh, anybody auditioning for Stanley shirts off, go. And we see for the first time that Flanders is ripped. Yeah. Um, that was the first time you saw that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is also one thing that I really enjoy about The Simpsons. It happens, I think, only with Willie and Groundskeeper Willie and Ned Flanders. Yeah. But when paunchy guys rip their shirts off and they're, and they're built and they're, they're just inexplicably buff. Mm-hmm. It's just like, Grease me up, woman. Yeah. <laughs> Okie dokie. Okie dokie. Yeah, wh- yeah. I think they they talked about how that's like a joke that they really liked. It's just the idea of once they take their shirts off, they're really ripped. But yeah, I think they only do it that I can recall with Willie and Ned. Yeah, I th- I think that's the only two, and I'm good with that. Yeah, it's totally fine. It's really funny when Willie rips his clothes off. He always gets huge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gets, yeah. Just jacks. He wrestles an animal a alive wolf. that can outrun a greased up <laughs> Scotsman. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, uh, interestingly, Jasper Beardley is actually playing, um, uh, oh, what's the character's name? I can't remember who it is now. But uh, so like in the play, you see him uh, playing this character and someone else announced that they were playing that character earlier. Oh, really? Yeah. I can't remember who it is now. So that's not as interesting as it could have been if I remember. Fascinating. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Riveting stuff here. You and, really? um, two bad neighbors. You really nailed it. I really did. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I really liked Chief, Chief Wiggum. Wiggum. I think it might be Chief Wiggum. Yeah. That was supposed to play that part. I liked his singing. Oh s- yeah, he's a sweet little. Long before the voice. Superdome, <laughs> yeah. really the like Saints that. of Football play. Can I talk real quick about that Superdome? Sure. That's so pointless. They have this mean? huge backdrop of the oh. Superdome, <laughs> and then it just spins <laughs> and away. It just spins yeah. around on a revolve. Yeah. Just speaking as three people who are in theater <laughs> yeah, professionally. Yeah. Yeah. That is such a waste. Yeah, that's such a waste. Like, they have a double (laughs) backdrop there, and it's used for 10 seconds. And they had to build it on a revolve. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been a part of shows that have done incredible, wasteful, incredibly wasteful things. Like musicals? Uh, Well, musicals, I mean, just like big, terrible student plays. There was one show. Oh, yeah, of course. There was one show at my school that uh, spent half the show's budget on flying one actress across the top of the stage in uh, for like five seconds to sh- imply that she was a witch, to show that she was magical. They just flew her across. And uh, the amount of money that it cost for the harness and the rigging and all that blew about half the budget. <laughs> that makes so, I mean, me it, sad. It happens, right? You know, it happens. Yeah, it happens. Mm-hmm. Well, this is community theater. Yeah. Steve. 
Steve. He plays. Apu says he's playing Steve. I play Steve. And yeah. then he's playing the newspaper boy instead. That's right. So Jasper's playing Steve instead. Okay. Just one of the many background uh, casting shakeups that I'm sure Llewellyn Sinclair. Uh, oh yeah, 100%. and that's J- Jasper is the super nimble guy, right? Yeah, <laughs> not to paddle. Weird that guy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. And apparently guy. has a wooden leg, but yeah. not in this episode. <laughs> not that episode. <laughs> he lost it somewhere later. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so apparently they wanted to do. Uh, they they didn't want to make this a musical originally. They just wanted to have you know Marge join uh, a theater show, mm-hmm. and uh, they wanted to do a streetcar named Desire because they felt that it mirrored her and Homer's relationship, so they could draw some uh, semblance there. But they found out that you know to get the rights would be really expensive, but to do a musical version of it would be fair use, essentially. Awesome. So they're like, yeah, it made us like need to make it funnier in a sense. Work Not need to, system. but like the ability to make it funnier with art the from adversity. Songs. Yeah, but it also <laughs> meant a lot more, a lot more difficulty, right? So, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I still think the the final song in the musical is one of the funniest. Things. You could Fantastic. always depend on the kindness of strangers. Completely missing the point of the line. Completely right, missing right. the point. Yeah. Strangers just a friend you haven't made. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, now here's a tip for Blanche you won't regret. <laughs> Julie Kavner. Oh, uh, oh man, she can't. She gets sing. carried out to the nut house at the end of the play. Right? She goes to a mental hospital. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's where she's going on the yeah, streetcar. On the streetcar, yeah. <laughs> and they're all waving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's where she's going. It's so sad. Yeah, yeah. the play but it's is it's so also, tragic. I think a uh, clear um, parody of. Broadway shows in general, Broadway oh, musicals, yeah. oh, sure. where they always yeah. need to end on a really happy number and oh, yeah. big, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the cast together on stage for yeah. jazz hands. Streetcar! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta uh, say, this episode, I, I, always, I always remember the relationship between mm-hmm. her and Marge, or her and Homer, and uh, it always makes me really sad mm-hmm. because, uh, you know, in later episodes, and I'm sure in, in earlier as well, you know, he always kind of screws up, and then, you know, through the power of love, you know, whatever. <laughs> and it's always like, oh, man, I don't know. Something about that really frustrates me, because I'm like, Marge is really cool. She's a really cool lady, and she's got a lot of, like, hopes and dreams and aspirations, and Homer, like, always keeps her down. And it's... It's, like, me, it's a common story arc between Right, them, yeah. yeah. And to me, it, like, gets pretty depressing that <laughs> she keeps on going back because she loves him, you know? And I'm kind of like, girl... I think this one, though, for me, this one is one of the times where I feel like he really does understand. I mean, again, it's in a sitcom world, so it's erased by next episode, I'm sure. But yeah, but but by the end, like the reason she stays with him, as it were, uh, even though there wasn't really a threat of you know her leaving him, it was just more a fight. Which is one of the things I really like about this episode. It's that the like. For, for Marge, the stakes are high, but yes. they're not ridiculous, yes. right? Yes. It's not another episode where it's like, oh, Homer and Marge are going to break up again mm-hmm. because we know they won't, right? Exactly. I kind of like Although seeing... Although they do. Whatever. I kind of like seeing... Do they eventually break up? For real? For an episode. And oh. Homer well, starts dating good. Lena Dunham. Whatever. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that's not the one where he becomes gay, is it? No. No, oh, that's okay. Three Gays of the Condor. That's a good one. I like that one. It's a, the most the most recent season, so the current season they're oh. on. It was the premiere episode. And it was like, Marge and Homer get divorced. And I think it turns out it was a dream sequence or some bullshit. So it was like, yeah. 
So really interesting stuff. That's something writers. to look forward to. Yeah. 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 In six years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I, I just I just like the idea that that yeah the sure the like the stakes are high. We're telling good stories, um, but we're not afraid that these guys are going to break up because mm-hmm. it's a functional marriage as much as it's crazy. Yeah. Right. They work. Yeah. Sorry, I I interrupted you. Um. Nope. No, it's just that parallel. That parallel. I think, I think I interrupted you. Oh, I don't think you did. Sorry, uh, <laughs> I was trying to reverse. Sorry again. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm really sorry. No, I'm really sorry. All right, sorry. you too. <laughs> sorry, sorry, J Spot. <laughs> no, you were, you were talking about how Marge was. Um... Oh yeah, no, basically just yeah, the fact that she. Uh, or that Homer had a, a nice moment of like clarity, I think, where he's like, "Man, like I felt really bad for that, for that uh, Blanche character," and then, mm-hmm. and you know, Stanley should just nice to and he, and you think that he's like putting it together that it's about them also, but he's not really. He's no. just saying like this is a sad thing about the play, and I'm really sad about that. And and Marge's like, "Ah, oh, you, you you understand." And then after he's like, "Hey, I'm kind of like that Stanley guy," and she's like, "Oh oh, <laughs> you're realizing <laughs> that now." My teeth of yeah. Mayo. <laughs> Which I think is really sweet. I think it, it yeah. speaks to the good side of Homer's uh, sure. stupidity is when he's, we've talked about this, but his lovable stupidity and how he's he means well. Yeah, yeah I, and as far as, like, why does Marge take, like, stay with him? Yeah. It's because he makes life, he's not holding her down, he's not holding her back. He makes life so interesting. <laughs> she yeah. genuinely loves him, and... Yeah. She and he makes her life so exciting and so interesting. Where if she was with someone else, or if she was single and like alone, like that, uh, what's the is it uh, that little short guy that she used to be in love with? Artie Ziff. Artie Ziff. Yeah. 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 Um, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be. Right. Okay. Right? I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. yeah. And we've seen before that Marge is kind of an adrenaline junkie. Right. Yeah. Right. And. <laughs> The best way to do that is to stick around Homer, right? <laughs> I get that. Yeah, yeah. Because okay. he makes things happen, whether they be for good or ill. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Now, this episode has maybe the series' greatest Maggie moment up to this point. Yeah. Uh, the Great Escape. Yeah, it is the Great Escape. Mm-hmm. And. <laughs> My God, this it's this whole awesome. episode is about extended parodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And both its A plot and its B plot. This is, except well, um, Homer Alone is when Maggie like runs away, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that's I guess its own little plot there. But Maggie really takes front and center stage in in her own little plot in this one. Yeah. Which is it's one of the times where you get to see uh, how intelligent Maggie actually is. She's yeah. a genius. Yeah. She's how, like sitting playing the music. Yeah. The yep. How yeah. many times did it take for her to foil Miss Sinclair's security and get all of the pacifiers back? Once. How, how many tries? Twice. Two. Oh, two. She I takes guess, two yeah. tries. Yeah. She does one to figure out everything, and then the second one's for real. Mm-hmm. I was. I actually. I mean, I realized that they were on a time constraint, right? But. Uh, I felt like the resolution of that B plot was sort of sudden and wasn't even really a resolution because it was Did like what what happened to Miss Sinclair? Like what, yeah. they all got their pacifiers and then I she like just you never saw her, her again. Up and she's trapped in her office. 
right now. Did you that's get the um, Did you get the reference though? What that's what that's a uh, all that yeah suckers. Uh, I guess not. The uh, birds. Uh, Alfred okay. Hitchcock, and the that's birds. why he walked by afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's okay. also my favorite joke. The just that sequence. The the whole bird sequence, and then yeah. the Alfred button Hitchcock. on it is Alfred Hitchcock walking it's, by. I like them pushing. Pushing the kids back. I like that. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Babies. Babies. <laughs> so funny how much it freaks out Homer. Yeah. Because it's just kids. Oh, I would be so freaked out if I walked into that. Are you kidding me? The echoes? Yeah, like, just <laughs> them sitting and staring. I'm like, no. I would leave. I would leave my child there. Not I'd be like, cool. nope, not happening. I've got two others. Lisa, you go get them. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, so since we're uh, kind of at the reference desk now. Yeah. We can keep going, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to the reference desk. You're welcome. Of course, A Streetcar Named Desire. The play. Oh. Not the film? Not the film. The film as well. Yeah. Specifically the Brando. The Brando stuff. Screaming and, yeah. Which is pretty much the play because he was it was directed Sammy. by the same guy who yeah. did yeah. the play and it stars the same people. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't it all so the same actors or was it just Marley? No, it was all. Okay. Um, Brando. Brando. The title of uh, the play, O Streetcar, is based on O Calcutta. A musical version of? A Streetcar Named Calcutta. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is that the prequel or the sequel? It's, it's the, the mid-quel, actually. It takes place in that same timeline. Oh, just on a different uh, oh parallel yes. the other side of the parallel country. timeline, yeah, right, okay, just gotcha. like Dance with Dragons and Feast for Crows, right, right, yeah. right, of course, Which we all know, yes, and love. Um. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't put me in that. <laughs> uh, Gavin about Game of Thrones. That's that's our well. next podcast. Um, uh, of course, the uh, Anne Ryan School for Tots. Uh, yep, Ayn Rand School for Tots. And, and its objectivist philosophies. Yeah. <laughs> a Which I'm not is a big a. a is A. I'm not a big. Uh, uh, I don't know a lot about Atlas Shrugged or. or oh, A-Rine. it's very stupid. Yeah, I, it's that's what I hear. Terrible. But yeah, yeah. No. Um, to get a better, like a really condensed I- idea of what it might be about, mm-hmm. um, or Ayn Rand's philosophies and stuff, uh, watch um, Atlas Shrugged parts one, two, and three. No. Oh, okay. I have some friends who did that. Really? They've watched all of oh, them. No. no, no, they're awesome. It's a great, great, great group of guys. Really well read, and they're and they're obsessed with these movies hmm. because they're so bad. Well, mm. yeah, that's like it'd be fascinating to watch yeah. a train wreck, right? So yeah, and they they like alter stuff that they didn't need to alter, and yeah, it's yeah, it's it's bad news bears. <laughs> That's uh, a different movie. Great, great reference, James. <laughs> Thanks, James. What I what I was what I was saying is uh, John Oliver's. Um, how is this still? How is this still a thing? Um, he does a segment on how is Ayn Rand still a thing? Oh. Seriously, and though. her philosophies. Right. And so it kind of like in about two to three minutes goes through what it's really all about. Um, check that out. It's hilarious. I will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Citizen Kane. There's a reference to Citizen Kane. Homer uh, playing with the playbill. In the audience. Oh yeah, really? Uh, That's yeah, right. It's a Citizen Kane thing. Yes, it is. Great yes, One of the top is. two uh, movies the Simpsons references: Citizen Kane yeah. and The Godfather. No kidding. You'll find tons of both of those movies in huh. all of the golden years. And the works of Stanley Kubrick. Yes. Yeah. Okay. We've already seen a bunch of those. Two thousand one specifically, but also uh, obviously The Shining. 
Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we've also mentioned uh, Hitchcock and Hitchcock's The Birds mm-hmm. and The Great Escape, and specifically Maggie's counterpart Ball. character, Steve McQueen. Yeah. Virgil Hiltz, the cooler king. Yeah. The box. The box is like the cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he bounces a ball just like she does. Yeah, only he has a baseball glove. Perfect. Yeah. Did uh, was that baby the baby who threw her the ball? Was he modeled after anyone, or was that? Uh... No, he would have just been the the, oh, okay. the guy in the movie who threw the the baseball. Was there the... a guy? Did somebody throw him the baseball? Yeah, he's like, hey, oh, Hiltz. Okay. Uh, it's like see you in a month. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I saw I the movie seen it. once. Yeah. You haven't I seen Great Escape? I haven't seen it. I want oh, to. Oh man, it's so good. It's long. Yeah. It is. It's yeah, nearly it's, it's nearly three hours long. Yeah. Um, but it's one of the one of the greatest war movies. Uh, it's not even doesn't even have any combat in it. It's just a great prison break movie. Yeah. If I'm remembering it right, isn't that the guy that that movie's based on? Didn't he used to break out like all the time? Hiltz. Yeah. Well, the all the characters are essentially composite characters. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, they're well. The whole idea was they would break out. Just to cause chaos, right? Okay, um, behind enemy lines, right? Right, um, because that's what a soldier is supposed to do. Gotcha. Okay, so that's why they built this. I have no experience with that. Yeah, they they <laughs> built this camp. <laughs> they built this camp in order for it to be inescapable. Gotcha. Right. Uh, so they put all of the worst of the worst in one in, in this one camp, and of course they're just gonna dig tunnels. They do a good job getting yeah. out. Uh, Worst part about The Great Escape is they completely overlook the Canadian involvement. I think there's only one Canadian guy, and he speaks in a Scottish accent. <laughs> He's from Labrador. <laughs> <laughs> He's a newbie. See, I like, I like the board game version of that movie. Is there a board game? Yeah, it's called The Grape Escape. <laughs> uh-huh. And you play like little grapes. Uh-huh. And, get squished? and you get, get squished by things, so it's very—it's like an allegory to you know the prison system. That sounds like a mo- that sounds like a mousetrap esque <laughs> game. It is kind of God mousetrap. They're little cl- you like game. make little grapes out of clay, and then they get squished. Actually, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Look I remember up. the I remember the commercial. Yep. Remember do you have really this jealous. game? I do not. Do you think it's you could get it in your yeah. subscription box? Uh, <laughs> probably won't do that subscription box. <laughs> it's too expensive. Very expensive for Canada. Yeah. If I lived in the States, I'd be all over it. Yeah, man. But our dollar sucks. Yes, it does. <laughs> oh, man. Let's talk about that. Uh, economy well, talk. This is a coin. What was it? Coin. This is economy. We had, we had a, a currency podcast. The current scene. Yeah, the current scene. <laughs> My God. Welcome, welcome to back. an episode of the current scene. My so name's Greg. Greg. <laughs> My name's Alan. Uh, both economists. Um, yep. So uh, the Canadian dollar. Sucks. That has been the current scene. <laughs> Um, <laughs> back to the two bad neighbors. Okay. Uh, do you have a favorite joke from Streetcar Named March? You know what? I already said it. Could what, you repeat what, it? For, what was uh, it? You were listening <laughs> to I, me? I was, but I have a terrible memory at all. You know this? Uh, it was the Hitchcock cameo in the birds. Oh yes, of oh, course. Yeah, okay. Sequence. My favorite. Yeah. Is uh, um, when Marge brings peanut butter squares or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and Lou Ellen Sinclair takes a bite and says, would anyone else like a taste of banality? <laughs> and Chief Wiggum goes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad Wiggum. Go for it. Do it again. Do it again. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I say thank you, Sarah. 
I get. I get. <laughs> I'm on this one. Thank, thank you, sir. I don't know. I got nothing. I, I had it for a second. Oh, I lost it. <laughs> And uh, yourself, the ring fell off my uh, pudding can. <laughs> Stick him away. Use my pen knife, my good man. <laughs> what is it? The uh, shooty, shooty, shooty. What, what, what is, they're, shooty? They're like shooty. It's a, it's that a, character? it's a ten six. And he's like, oh, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> they're like, it's a, it's a shooty Robbie or oh, something. Oh, I forget okay. what it is. Yeah. Right? Oh, he's, he's a lot of great. Like we're, we're following a car. <laughs> Heading down the freeway. It's uh, directly under your son now. Suspect is hatless. <laughs> Repeat, hatless. Um, You're talking into your wallet. <laughs> Cancel that APB. Uh, Chief, talking into your wallet. Actually, speaking of Chief Wiggum, I think one of my favorite, I don't know if it was my favorite joke. Uh, it, it's so long ago now that I can't remember that episode anymore. Mm-hmm. But um, I, liked, uh, I liked the moment when he came out with the towel. <laughs> He was bowing and his two officers. Oh, yeah. I really liked yeah. that. I thought that was a cute little moment. Right? But, yeah, he's like, like ah. Like, <laughs> right? So proud he's of like, his performance. Yeah. Right? Like, also, oh, I was going to say, that, that Apu aside, when, oh, he, goes, when yeah. he goes and yeah, sings his little song, and yeah. I, love, I love when Apu hits the high notes. Those are always, <laughs> those are always just great <laughs> moments, right? Uh, I do. Right? You know? <laughs> now, I'm not super familiar with the play, but that's like a one-line character, the paper boy. I bet he's barely in. I bet he's yeah. in and out. Yeah. All right. I, I don't even remember. All of us aren't very, yeah. very familiar with. I was. Clearly. I was very f- <laughs> smoking a lot of drugs <laughs> when I it was, was in university. first year university. Is, yeah. When I read yeah. that yeah. play, and it was, yeah. it was for me. It was second, third, and fourth because wow. I failed modern <laughs> theater history three times. I keep reading it, yeah, I and I still going. don't know what it's and about. I never got around to it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I watched the movie one time. Good. Just high as a kite. <laughs> <laughs> was it a good movie? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> he was high. Of course, it was good. Right? Of course, the bad was it was It was delicious. <laughs> uh, well, I think that's all we have for this episode. It appears that way. Yes, it certainly does. Um, unless we have anything else to say, what do we think overall? Great start to the season. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm very excited. Uh, what's our next couple episodes, Alan? Let me tell you right now. Um, hold on. Almost okay, there. there's some uh, dead there. air that we have to fill. So I yeah, I, I noticed that you my... have. I noticed that you have. There it is. The Rock says. Oh yeah, his autobiography. Biography. Yeah. Uh, autobiography. Oh yeah, ghost written by uh, Joe Layden. It has several <laughs> glaring omissions. Uh, I <laughs> that was a good line too about Krusty. Oh, I yeah. read this. I read this book. Oh, you've so actually many, oh, read yeah. it. Oh, I've read it so many oh, times. Oh my god, it was I a joke to, gift. Oh yeah, no, I love literally when was just that? literally just before I came here, I was watching the Royal Rumble at the Martha Cohen Network because some of the tech guys stream the big pay per views. Sure, love wrestling. Big fan. Read that book several times. Uh, published in 2000. Yep. So before his illustrious film career. Oh, yeah. Off. Way before. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't. He was still just The Rock. So hopefully a sequel will come out soon. You never know. I hope so. That ends dream. right before it gets good. Yeah. Because yeah. I love this, The Rock. There is so awesome. It's on a cliffhanger, does it? No. Well, I mean, not on, really. On a cliffhanger? Yeah, I mean, like, like, and then the movie executive approached me and said, would you like to be in a here, film? Tell you what. I'll read you the last line Stay of the book. Stay tuned for next time. It's called Walking Tall. That was a great. Was that movie. his first big big break? I no, don't there was. Know. A, well, he did the Mummy. He did the Mummy Returns. Oh yeah, the Scorpion King. Yeah, but 
Terrible CGI. So Last bad. line of the book. <laughs> Wait, why are there the, so many other pages? Is that like previews? There's like pictures and stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. The Rock says, he is not only the best on the microphone and the best in the ring, but the most charismatic, the most compelling, the most talented. Simply put, the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. In all caps, if you smell what The Rock is cooking. Perfect. <laughs> of course, you got to end it with that. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. And it's what also a, very modest. What a what a great way to go out on. There's yes. a there's an extremely visceral uh, virginity story in this book. Wow, that's I didn't I, need to know. I that. remember. <laughs> it. I remember it. It's a compelling scene. <laughs> very good writing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's so our next, next up? Next time we'll be covering Homer the Heretic and Lisa the Beauty Queen. All right, I'm looking forward to this. Those are two episodes I don't watch very often. Oh, really? Yeah. Homer the Heretic said classic. No, I remember it being quite good. Is that the one with the fake angel? No, no. that's, oh, Lisa, that's the Lisa the Skeptic in season nine. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's way that off, late. Sir. That's yeah. that late. Good with the, episode, with the angel though. In the, oh, yeah. In the, yeah. Oh, God. Prefer, this, is this is the Prefer end. For savings. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Of low price, <laughs> of high prices. Of high prices. And it's the Springfield... Angel. Angel. <laughs> they never noticed the mall. Of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a pottery barn. <laughs> One of the few ones in season nine I like yeah. is that episode. Yeah, let's keep it to yourself. All right, fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, that's all for us here at Two Bad Neighbors. Sure is. Thanks to J Spot for being our uh, guest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he did some finger guns. Uh, he won't be invited back. Reads real uh, well on the microphone. <laughs> the old finger gun. Um, but yeah, thanks for joining us this time around. Um, my name is Alan. And I'm Greg. And we are the Two Bad Neighbors. If you have any uh, thoughts, corrections, omissions, or uh, want a guest, then uh, shoot us a line. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, at Bad Neighbors Pod, or uh, email us at thehammockdistrict on third at gmail.com. Numerical three. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yeah, so thanks again for listening, and we'll see you on the other side. Right on. Thanks again, James. Thank you. You can always depend on the kindness of strangers to buck up your spirit and shoot you from dangers. Now here's a tip from Brad you won't regret. A stranger's job.